You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savian! First third down of the game for Dallas. Dalton in under pressure, hit from behind. The ball comes out. Schultz is on it in the end zone, and he's swatted up for what is likely going to be a safety, depending on where they spotted it, and it is. On second and short, a big hole and a touchdown as Gibson carves right through that Dallas D. Lofting one, he's got a man. It's McLaurin in stride. Touchdown, Washington. There's a flag down back around the 30-yard line. If it stands, it's a 52-yarder. Third and one, they fake to Barber. It's play action. It is a first down to Thomas. Thomas is in. Touchdown. On third and one, they get a touchdown from 15 yards. And it's 21-3. And it is a victory formation Monday. How about that? Welcome to the show, everybody. Bob Matthews here with you, 25-3. By now, you know that was the final score yesterday. Washington improves to 2-5. and five, And most importantly, they did it against Dallas. And that is always a good thing. So we're going to take into the locker room to hear from, amongst others, Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas and Kyle Allen and Antonio Gibson. Washington put it all together yesterday. We're going to hear from all of them. A lot of the talk today, it's been going back and forth. Was it Washington being good or Dallas being bad? So let's go ahead, cue the dramatic music, and dive into that one straight away here. I don't know about you, but I really could care less which one it is. And while it was somewhat evenly split, I'm going to have to come out and say about 60-40 Washington being good. And I'll tell you why. If you watch that game, you saw the same thing everybody did. The Cowboys, then... I thought the Giants were a dumpster fire. The Cowboys have just quit on Mike McCarthy. And not much of a surprise considering in the preseason we said McCarthy was just the wrong guy for this job. But they came in here with a backup quarterback, an offensive line that is, they are literally playing second and third stringers. There is nobody left on the offensive line that, w- that started the year there. Their defense is a sieve. This was a game where if you were a fan of the Washington football team, you said, this is their get-right game. This is the get-back game. Chance to get back to where you once belonged. How many times have we seen games like this totally set up for Washington and the team comes out flat or does something stupid in the waning moments of the game and they lose it? More times than any of us can count. But that didn't happen yesterday. Washington did exactly what Washington was supposed to do. 
There was they came out, they dominated at the line of scrimmage, both offensively and defensively. They terrorized the quarterback. Yeah, I know. John Bostick had an illegal hit. That was really stupid. By the way, the uh, word is that he is not, it does not look like at this point, does not look like he will get fined for that. So that's a good thing. Uh, but they dominated the line of scrimmage. And their playmakers made plays. I know they don't have a lot of them, but Terry McLaurin had a big touchdown catch. Antonio Gibson had a 40-yard run, had 125 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Lugga Thomas, who is quietly turning into a a fairly decent tight end. We came into the year saying the guy's not the answer. And maybe long-term he's not, but... He hasn't been bad. He's been extraordinarily serviceable this year. Uh, you know, he's not he's not Gronk, but he or, or George Kittle, but he's making plays when he has the chance. So, anyways, it was it was a game in which they were supposed to come in and do exactly what they did, and that does not make them a good team, but it doesn't make them a bad team either. It puts them somewhere back in the mushy middle. And I used to, th- I, I started the year saying, look, if, if the, you know, the division champion here in the NFC, the NFC is so bad, if it's, if it's a situation where, you know, in a blind kingdom, the one-eyed man is king, why does Washington want to want to go ahead and win the division? But I've changed my thinking on that. And I say go for it. Now, don't do a future is now type of thing and trade away a bunch of, you know, draft picks for for some veterans and stuff. But I get now what Ron Rivera is doing. Now that we've seen it, actually, we, we've seen a win. We've seen it pay off. You know, part of what this organization needs, you've heard Rivera say, is a winning culture. One of the things a good team does is when it's stuck in a circumstance like this, in a weak division, even a historically bad one, go ahead and win it. Why not? What the hell? You're here. If everybody else is going to stink, why don't you go ahead, win the division, and get the home playoff game? That's what a solid organization would do, and that's what Rivera is trying to instill here. And they've got a chance to do some work here the next few weeks. They can get healthy this week. You know, Montez Sweat in concussion protocol, certainly need him on the field. Rest up this week. And then we all know, I think, how the schedule opens up after this. And if you don't, I'm going to tell you. And it's pretty favorable. By week this week, Giants come to town to FedEx. Oh, by the way, in front of a crowd of about, you know, three, 4,000 people or so. But that's on November 8th. Then you go to Detroit, who is up and down there, I think. Are they are they 500 right now? Or are they 4-3? and three? There's something like that. But it's a game they should win. It's a game they can win. They're not outclassed there. Bengals come to town week 11. Really bad offensive line. Really good quarterback. But again, there's a game you should win. So by the time you get to Thanksgiving... You could be looking at ripping off four straight wins. Being five and five, going to Dallas, 
to play the Cowboys. And, uh, I mean, let's face it, the Cowboys have given up. I don't know if Mike McCarthy even makes it to Thanksgiving. I mean, they have totally given up. And who knows? They may not win another game. I mean, as bad as they're playing. And even if they, even if somehow they start playing hard again, I mean, facts are just facts. They've got a backup quarterback, and I know Andy Dalton, pretty darn good backup, but still a backup. The offense isn't designed for him. You've got an offensive line that's not going to get any better this year, or not much better. Maybe Zach Martin comes back. Maybe that makes it a little bit better, but you're still missing both of your offensive tackles and one of your guards, and I think your center too. Again, should be a game they could win. If they're 6-5 and five going into week 13, who knows at that point? Yes, as we look at things right now, they should probably lose to the Steelers. They should probably lose the next week to the 49ers. And they should probably lose the week following that at home to the Seahawks. But at least the Seahawks will be coming to FedEx for a 1 o'clock kickoff, unless that game's flexed, which it could be to 4. Um, and then you got Carolina at home week 16. If the chalk holds the way we think the chalk could hold, and that means I'm giving them those wins over the Bengals, the Lions, the Giants, the Cowboys, you go to week 17, 7 and 8, with a chance to play for 500 in Philly against team you already beat. And who knows, seven wins at this point, maybe you have the division wrapped up by then. It is quite possible 6-10 and 10 could win this division this year. So I say go for it. You need, you need to build that culture of winning despite circumstances and everything. And you probably need it to show some of the vets that you want to hang on to that it's more than just, you know, it's more than just talk. This team has been in a rebuild mode forever. The, the good times have, have been a right around the river bend under Dan Snyder since 1999. Oh, wait, oh, dude, next year, man. Next year's going to be the year. So you need to show them that, no, this year can sort of be the year. I'm not talking about contending for a berth in the NFC Championship game or anything like that. Just, but, but right now, just find a way to stand out amongst these bad teams and just kind of take it from there and see what happens. All right, let's go into the locker room now before we get to post-game, uh, post-game comments. Uh, if you haven't heard uh, the Terry McLaurin speech yet, because we're going to start with uh, Scary Terry, if you hadn't heard the post-game speech, here is... A young guy, just a second-year player, that is becoming a team leader in the locker room. Check this out after the game. I know I'm still a young guy and a captain, nothing, but uh, the way we came out this week, um, it was better than last week. I thought we deserved to win last week the way we came out in practice. That was complimentary football from the offense to the defense to the, to the special teams, man. That's, that's what it feel this. Enjoy this shit right now because that's what we can build on. Now we're right in the thick of it. So we're going to take this week off, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of your bodies, man, because we're right in the middle of everything that we want. Yeah. So I just had to say that, man. Let's, let's come back even stronger after this fight. Yeah. Hey, man, we're here loud. Team on three. One, two, three. 
Think he might be getting a captaincy next year? Yeah, I definitely think you could put him in as a shoe-in for one of those. Not a captain, but still not not afraid to speak up and spoke up well, too. They got a good one there in McLaurin. And Scary Terry's going to be around for a while. You know, with, with, no, with very few other playmakers on the team, at, at least when, and we've talked about it before, an opposing defensive coordinator puts the game film on, starts coming up with a game plan. After, you know, after Terry McLaurin, th- there's not a lot of guys that keep other coordinators up late. They know they got to, they know they got to stop him. And yet, despite all that, he still winds up getting his catches. And that includes a 52 yard strike where he double moved Trayvon Diggs and Made him look like a piece of burnt toast out there. Uh, that was one of the first things that we asked Terry about. He said afterwards, though, that, you know, there was, that was, it was nothing personal. That was just that they had gotten into it, uh, the play before. And Terry said it was nothing personal. They just, you know, one of those things, two competitors out there. Um, well, he's a competitive player. Um, wasn't really thinking any personal. I'll probably just keep the details on the field, but I'm a competitive person as well. And uh, for the most part, I'm pretty calm throughout the game. When you kind of poke at me a little bit, it kind of ups my play and my energy a little bit more. And it just so happened that next play was being called. So I knew we were going to get the look. Um, I knew he was going to be sitting. And I just wanted to clear his hands um, when I got to the junction point. And uh, Kyle threw a great ball. Our O-line held up great. And I just wanted to run under and make a play for for our team. So um, I'm going to bring it every week. And I know I'm going to get the DB's best shot um, as well. But... Um, I'm going to try to keep a cooler head, but I'm, I'm a really competitive guy. So that was kind of what that was about. What was it like after that? Any more talking? Nah. <laughs> nah, it wasn't too much after that. And you know, we spoke after the game. And I like, I like his game. I like his confidence. I know um, he's, it's his first year in the league. Um, um, but it wasn't a whole lot of talking after that. But um, I just wanted to try to make a play for our team and, and try to keep it going throughout the rest of that game. And welcome to the league, huh? It generally speaking, when you get burnt for a 52-yard touchdown, that'll generally, unless you're Josh Norman, I guess, generally generally silences you at least for a little while. The big key to the game yesterday, though, was the running game. And Washington has talked about wanting to set that up all year. Finally happened again yesterday. 208 yards on the ground. And Terry said that was, you know, one of the things that, Led to the success of the passing game. As always, you use the run to set up the pass. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it starts with the run game. Uh, and I'm I'm a big believer in the, the trenches is what wins games. And from the offensive line and the defensive line, you have to control that. And I feel like our own line played phenomenal. And, and A.G. just took the ball and he ran – and he ran decisive this week. I feel like that was the biggest thing he's improving on. He's, his vision is, is improving each and every week. And, and the way he's running the ball is great behind our offensive line. And we have to continue to build on that. It helps our play action game. It helps a lot of our, our offense when we run the ball really well. Um, it, it, it opens up everything for us. I feel like the, the playbook is really opening up more and more the, the more we execute. And uh, the way Kyle is executing and giving us confidence each and every week, he's, he's playing really well right now. And, um, you know, guys like A.G. and, and uh, J.D. And, and, and Logan made some big third downs of some 50-50 balls. We have to have that going forward um, so defenses can't key on just one guy or one um, tendency that we may have. Um, we're going to get more and more guys involved. Cam had a, a big touch, I mean, a big catch today um, as well. So getting more and more guys involved, that, that just makes teams have to prepare for more, more things coming out.
So two and five now, one half game in back of Philadelphia for the lead in this division. As I said, a good feeling going into the bye week, but Terry says, yeah, you know, it's a, it's great to win, obviously, uh, but after yesterday, you yeah, move on from it. Um, it feels great, but, um, you know, now we've set the, the bar, we set the standard, and we know what that looks like now. And uh, we know every week's not going to be perfect, but when you have weeks like this against good football teams and it's in your division, it gives you a lot of confidence as a football team. And we just have to build on that going forward, going into this bye week, learn from what we didn't do great this week and get ready for another division game at home after this bye week. So, um, you know, there's no time to kind of celebrate everything. It's nice that we have this bye week coming up, but we set that bar really high and we have to live up that. And that starts with how we prepare and uh, come out and practice. Um, it, it, it opens up everything for us. I feel like the, the playbook is really opening up more and more the, the more we execute. And uh, the way Kyle is executing and giving us confidence each and every week, he's, he's playing really well right now. And, um, you know, guys like AG and, and uh, JD and, and, and Logan made some big third downs of some 50-50 balls. We have to have that going forward. Um, so defenses can't key on just one guy or one um, tendency that we may have. Uh, we're going to get more and more guys involved. Cam had a, a big touch, I mean, a big catch today um, as well. So getting more and more guys involved, that, that just makes teams have to prepare for more, more things coming out. Yeah, I think that uh, – I think I read somewhere he's on pace for like 1,300 yards or something like that. It's going to shock me if his play, you know, continues to this level if he, if he doesn't make the Pro Bowl. Um, let's go to Logan Thomas. Again, you know, we've been saying it for the last few weeks – he is not going to get a whole lot of uh, not going to get a whole lot of run from anyone in a fantasy league, and he's certainly not going to be mentioned among the better tight ends, I guess, in football. But for a guy who's who's locking down a position that you know was a real point of contention in uh, training camp, Logan Thomas has not been horrible. Uh, a, Decent blocker, not great, but decent. And he has, um, he, he makes the catches. They may not be dynamic. They may not be, you know, huge things down the middle of the field or anything. But when they throw to him, more often than not, he comes up with the ball. And, you know, had his best day, uh, best day of his career yesterday. Caught a real nice touchdown pass. You heard it in the open, you know, where he, he, took it and I, I don't know 10 12 15 yards after the catch to get into the end zone um and you know feels like uh, this is hopefully the start of some big things no i'm not sure what the ceiling is but I'm, i know we've been clicking um as of the last two weeks uh, last week we had a good week obviously we had five drives of 12 plays or more can't do that unless you're clicking and then this week we we put some points on the board in the first half um, the second half i wish we would have put a you know a couple more on but um, we were playing well. We were moving the ball well, uh, feeling comfortable, feeling confident. And uh, I think our, our weeks of preparation have gotten better as the season's going on, too. And you could say that when you win a game like you did yesterday. Uh, Cole Holcomb, second-year guy from North Carolina. Man, you know what? There's a guy that when he got hurt week one, you thought, uh, okay, no big deal, because he had fallen behind some other guys um, in the linebacker room on the depth chart. And you didn't think it was going to hurt the defense that much. But I tell you what, the last two weeks, and again, big drop-off in overall team skill from the first five weeks of the season to the last two. 
But Cole Holcomb has really made his impact felt. Did it again yesterday. An interception down there on the goal line right before the half that really changed the complexion of the game. And, of course, the sack of Andy Dalton when he absolutely blew up Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, so, um, you know, we're bringing that pressure. It's me and the safety inside. And um, I'm supposed to be fitting inside the back on that. And um, I I saw the guard fan out to him, so I know uh, Zeke was probably going to come back in on me. So I just had to – I saw Andy Dalton so close. So I was like, man, I cannot get blocked by Zeke. So I just, you know, tried to put hands on him and, and ended up finishing on the quarterback. Uh, yes, he did. I, I'm really looking forward to – Going back and rewatching this one, both the coaches film and the condensed versions of it, which I think we are going to do in just a couple of minutes. Apologies to Antonio Gibson and Kyle Allen. We ran out of time. We'll have them on again real soon. Don't forget, it's the off week. We'll be back with you in a couple of days. Just kind of give you an update on the state of everything. Let you know how Landon Collins' surgery goes in case you missed that one. He is out for the season with a ruptured Achilles. We will see if Ron Rivera brings back one of his favorites in Eric Weed to finish out the season. Let us see what we shall see. All right, talk to you again soon. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.